BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is Luke Wood. I'm at uh, Barron Studios with uh, Josh Barron on Porch Talk. And this is my original song, Rusty Cage. Hope you like it. Being deceived or being set free It's hard to tell who's pulling us strings Most days, well I don't know what to believe Well maybe I'm wrong, well, maybe I'm right Hard to tell who's winning that fight Most days, I spend my time locked in this cage It's hard to tell sometimes Which way to know which way to go Standing in the judgment line Yeah, I'm knocking on heaven's door Well, I won't apologize I'm just trying to be myself Hell, I'm ready now Yeah, I'm ready to blow the roof Of this rusty cage Down if I do, down if I don't Still got the gun pressed against my throat And no matter what I do, they just won't cut me loose Well, they wanna tell me how And who I'm supposed to be But they ain't got a clue No, they're just as lost as me Trying to find the truth We'll have to learn to disagree I'm ready now Yeah, I'm ready to blow the roof on this rusty cage Says hard to tell sometimes Which way to know, which way to go Standing in the judgment line Yeah, I'm knocking on heaven's door well, I won't apologize I'm just trying to be myself Cause I'm ready now Yeah, I'm ready to blow the roof on this rusty cage Well, welcome you to Porch Talk. Um, as Luke told you, we are in Birmingham, Alabama at Barron Studios. And guys, I appreciate y'all opening up this place uh, so we could have a little Porch Talk here. Thanks so, for having us, man. So, man, uh, I guess, how did y'all meet? So, um, he did a remix for Rebecca Eglund 
uh, a while back, Echoes. She let me hear it, and I don't know, I was intrigued. I liked how it sounded or whatever, and I was looking for somebody to work with. And Rebecca, out, tell so. me about you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You've already been on the podcast. I have not. <laughs> she has. No, I mean, oh. your, your name has. Oh, well, good to know. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing about it, so. Yes. <laughs> you have to go back and check out Rebecca's episode, man. I will. It's yeah. nice to meet you. Now I know who you are. <laughs> and, yeah, I had seen Rebecca play several times, like by herself in like an acoustic setting. And it's the mm-hmm. first time I'd heard anything with like other instrumentation from her. And I was just like, I was super impressed with how how it all sounded overall. And um, it had been several months after that, I was ready to do something, and I, I just asked for his number and kind of went from there, man. Kind of been doing it ever since. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna kind of bounce around, but sure. man, so are both of y'all originally from the area? I from am. Birmingham. I'm from Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm from the Forestdale originally, and then I, I lived in Corner, Alabama, for a long time, and uh, just recently moved to Gardendale. So, what brought you here? Uh, to Gardendale. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to just change it up, really, man. We we most of most of what I do is like downtown Birmingham for work, so mm-hmm. uh, we're just trying to get closer to town for the most part. I got you. And so, uh, man, just. Being in uh, music, this is kind. Of, this is a fun episode because you're on the other side of the spectrum as far as uh, you're in the production side of it. Is right. yeah. uh, you're making it, uh, but how did you, uh, Luke? How did you get into music? Like, uh, I mean, growing up, was it mom and dad and the records, or? Uh, I grew up watching a lot of MTV. We were talking about this earlier, back when MTV was great and fun. <laughs> when to it watch. was a music, yeah, when television. it was just music videos for the most part, you know. I grew up watching all kinds of stuff, man, and I think that's, you know, at a young age, I just fell in love with all, the whole deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all, all really all kinds of different kinds of music. I mean, from, like, New Kids on the Block to Bon Jovi to Pantera to, like, I mean, it just, it's, it's some hip-hop stuff, just all across the board, but mm-hmm. just being influenced by that, I think, was a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, so how old were you when you decided to pick up the guitar? I started taking lessons when I was 11. I wanted to take earlier, but... My mom and dad. Uh, no, it was. Um, I took from Archer Guitar School, um, and it was just. I mean, he taught me a lot of, a lot of stuff, man. A lot of different styles of music, really. Um, I quit probably about three or four years into that, and uh, we were just kind of getting into some of the bluesier type stuff. And um, I don't know. I, I really took a long break from guitar for years, uh, and didn't really pick it back up. I played bass guitar a lot uh, in and out of bands, quite a bit. Um, Kind of, kind of, right after high school in a few years, like in my early twenties. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it was just I can't I can't pin pin down like specific influences. I don't feel like because I I feel like I discredit a lot of people when I do that because there's so much stuff that I feel like has like made me like aware of just music in general and how it's like a language. You know what I mean? And sure, man. It's, I get that. it's not really like you can't put it in a box mm-hmm. and say it's this it's I don't know man just natural noises I feel like inspire me to like make music sometimes too man it's I don't know yeah it's like man we, we grew up watching MTV too and um, I remember it was uh, man, it was one of my best buds back in high school he was uh, my brother's two years older and this cat was in my brother's grade and I remember going to the talent show at school, and he just did this sick, proud Mary, you know, CCR cover, and it just blew my hair back. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I went home that night and I told my grandma, I was like, I want a guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And then we would go on to be friends, and it was, you know, those Saturday mornings, we'd be hanging out over at the house, and oh, we had MTV on, and it's like Taking Back Sunday, and you know, all those, yeah, man. All those bands. I was, uh, I got to jam on some heavier stuff, because I, like, all through high school, it was like, you know, like, new metal type stuff, like Linkin Park, Korn, Deftones, like, I was real big into that kind of thing, and that, I feel like that shaped a lot of my guitar style, even now, but we, we played, uh, we played, like, a Korn song, and we did like a kind of like a, a mashup of some Deftones tunes the other mm-hmm. night at Mad Pies, and it was a lot of fun, man. I haven't played any anything that heavy in a long time with the band, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a blast, and it was it was just nothing but like kind of being in the moment and just having a good time and kind of seeing where it went, you know what I mean? It was it was really cool. All right, and Mr. Barron, what about you, man? How yeah, did, so, how'd you get into the world of music? I kind of grew up the same way as him just being a fan of music for a long time and then when I was I guess for high school graduation my grandmother bought me a guitar and haven't really been the same since yeah I've kind of been through started taking lessons um, practice all the time kind of all different genres I myself went through a metal phase <laughs> with, right. the guitar, with the guitar but mostly like rock influences growing up and then um, I kind of got into production and mixing because I just wanted to record my own stuff. Yeah. And I didn't want to have to pull in session musicians and, you know, get in, like, I didn't have the money to rent a studio, so I was just like, I'm going to learn how to do this myself, so that's kind of how I got into production and mixing, and then I've kind of taken detours along the way with different genres of music, but kind of ended up here, back kind of where I started making rock influenced blues influenced music yeah and so uh man what about you is like when you started playing guitar how old were you then i was kind of late i was i guess 18 or 19 so but i like practiced a lot and if you don't believe me you can ask any of my neighbors (laughs) i cranked it up to 10 and you know practiced like two i didn't know there was more than one setting (laughs) that's there's 11 on some if you didn't know it's 10 or 11, that's the only two settings. Nice. <laughs> Especially if you're on two, man, right? you got to get it red hot. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so just as you were growing up, I mean, you know, you mentioned this, well, I can't afford a studio, so what I will do is I'll learn this. And so, um, man, just through the nature of the show is uh, traveling and uh, whatever the situation or wherever we're recording at, like this, this, is, this is a cool place. Uh, kind of get to see the nuts and bolts and how everything kind of comes together. Uh, I mean, just piecing a little bit of the studio together as you go. and like. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like, you know, through the years, I started off with, like, just the really basic recording equipment, just an interface and a condenser mic and uh, some headphones, and then kind of have built it up over time. I still don't have a lot. Most of my stuff is in the box. I don't have a lot of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I find that like the simplest and easiest way to do. That's kind of how I came up to. I didn't, you know, come up going through a studio with all this nice hardware. So I'm used to being in the box with with everything mixing and production wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So Luke, just uh, with your music over the years, uh, I mean, and walking that up to today is, man, we're beginning to see some kind of a daylight as far as. We're gonna have shows again, you know. Everybody's thinking maybe May, that you know things will start opening back up. 
Um, man, how long have you been uh, playing out? You've you've just mentioned uh, <laughs> playing out at an open mic. Uh, yeah. Just how long have you been like just trying to get your uh, skin in the game? So I'm like 37, and I took a long break. I had I had a kid real young. I kind of quit playing music other than doing stuff at church mm-hmm. for a long time. And then oh, so about four years ago, I started playing out again. And um, just I started writing as kind of like a form of therapy, sure. more or less. You know, just trying to deal with my own stuff, and um, it's evolved from there. Um, I think. You know, prior to COVID, I was trying to figure out how I could gig as much as possible so I could hopefully, like, do that for a living. Mm-hmm. And so when all that stuff happened, it kind of, like, kind of threw me for a loop. Because it already seemed crazy because I'm, you know, 37 years old and people think, I think people think that maybe I'm just going through a midlife crisis or something. You know what I mean? But Sure. It's, uh, it's not like the, I don't know, I feel like it's it's been frowned upon, like, throughout my life. Or I at least have felt that way about wanting to pursue music as a career. Um, so I already felt like I was, you know, kind of insane for trying to do it in general. And then that sure. happened, and it was like, well, damn, now what, you know? <laughs> now what am I going to do? Right. Um, but it also gave me a little more downtime to, like, be creative and just try to, like, figure some stuff out. Because I would played a lot of acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and I was wanting to do more than just that, you know what I mean, and be a little more expressive. And I got to experiment a good bit, um, but, like, it's so hard to do that by yourself. Like, I don't know anything about recording music. I'm pretty intermediate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's been so good working with Josh because he's, I mean, he's helping me, like, a, a ton. Um, and it's been, like, a really cool collaboration um, coming together and trying to make it happen. Yeah, as far as, um, like, are y'all um, doing some songwriting together, or is it just no? So like, I'm I'm pretty much. I mean, they're 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 complete songs. Mm-hmm. I play I've played all these songs in a bunch of different ways over the years. I've I've had some of them for a while. Yeah, sure. Um, and I just I come in with a chord chord progression, and we do like a, yeah, basic chord progression, maybe some guitar stuff, and some vocals, and then it just kind of goes from there. I'll let him elaborate because he's he's doing a lot of that work himself. Yeah, I mean, Luke's doing all the writing, and then I'll do the production side with, he'll send me, like, a an iPhone recording or a video of him playing the song, and I'll kind of get some ideas on where we might want to take it in terms of, like, what instrumentation, what type of, you know, what drum sound we want to have, um, bass lines, that sort of thing. So we just build it up from just the guitar and the vocal, and then he might do some lead stuff on top of that, some overdubs, and then we kind of go back and forth on, like, I'll send him something. He say, "I like this, that, and that. I don't right. like this," and we kind of go back and forth until we have something that's done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I like what you said. Like just over the years in old songs, man, is uh, I like I like it when that happens. I've had some, um, you know, songs that I wrote ten, fifteen years ago, and I, I don't know if it was, you know, just timing wasn't right or I just didn't feel like it needed to be heard yet yeah. and uh, or it just didn't feel finished and I come back to it 10 years later with new eyes and just make a few minor adjustments yeah. and uh, it's just fun to play those out you no know? Doubt, and it's like man I like that new tune and I was like <laughs> crazy thing is it's older than my nephew you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then there's ones that you like you feel like you just can't finish yeah. for whatever reason you know what I mean like you'll get a, a fragment here and there but it's like it's a struggle to finish to the to get to the finish line. Yeah, I think uh, about that too with songs I've written over the years. Like, 
if I had recorded it 10 years ago versus now, how different it would sound. Mm -hmm. Just like the way I would have produced it then versus now. You get, kind of go through this evolution with music. So it's interesting. And so, like, with your music, do you mainly, I mean, I see a acoustic and electric. Like, what What about you? Is, like, do you like to write on acoustic and electric, or you lean more one way? Um, no, I mean, I mostly, these days, play more acoustic. I used to do a lot more electric, but these days, I'm, if I play, I'm doing acoustic. Yeah. Seems like the older I get, the more I've leaned toward an acoustic. Yeah. I prefer it most of the time. It's a feel thing. I feel like it's just, I don't know, I'm more comfortable on acoustic. I'm a stronger I'm a stronger rhythm player, I feel like, yeah. than a lead player in most cases. Um, I think when I don't try so hard, I'm a better lead player than I am when I try. It's it's a weird thing. I guess it's like trying to catch a bubble, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, I struggle sometimes, but it's a lot of fun, man. I, I love just doing it in, in general, you know? It's a fun process. Yeah, well just like with the scene, man. Have you tr have you been out down the five points at Little Italy's yet? Yeah, a few times. Um, I haven't lately. Yeah, um, that's a I would, that's a good spot to go. Yeah, I mean, they're all great no, people too, man. I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed hanging out there and yeah. you know getting to know some of those folks. I've been um, wanting to get down there, and, uh, if not play, just hang out, just because I know who's down there. Yeah, you know, you right. got uh, Zach Austin and uh, Shiloh Martin. Sure, man. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle Sawhill. I play with him mm -hmm. pretty regular. Um, when I do gig, he's he's my my dude, man, he's great. Mm -hmm. I love Call to Death. He's a great player too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I need to get out more. But you know, the whole the whole deal was I wanted I wanted to get some music released that was mine because I felt like for a long time I just I had all these songs or I had these ideas that then they weren't finished and I didn't have anything to show for all this time I was putting into like rehearsing and like trying to like figure how figure out how I wanted to sound and I don't know. It's like I just needed to get something out. You know what I mean? And think once I do that then it's like all right maybe I could get some more original shows you know and sure. less like gigs where I feel obligated to play cover songs and you know entertain the crowd because they're you know giving me money to play you know whatever song it is um and the list you know the list goes on there but I don't I don't hate playing cover songs you know what I mean but I definitely just I want to get to a place where I can I can do my music mm -hmm. and, and make a living yeah, that's the goal you know, and I'm, I've just been trying to figure that out. And it's it's yeah. a challenge, man. Um, doing it by yourself as well, you know. Yeah, um, sure. Especially as like you know, as you mentioned, just late thirties, uh, yeah. stepping out here and trying to do it. And I, I think it was Les Newby. He had said it is, uh, and I, I think it's true. And, and you can think about like uh, the bigger bands like Kaleo. Um, they're for, they're fairly young and they're from Iceland, so there's two edges for them. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, I mean, it's just baby Led Zeppelin, but young cats. Sure. And like every time I, I step out or like just trying to play, it's like well, they're 30 years old, and who who cares what a 30 year old has to say? I, I should have said it 10 years ago, you know. Yeah. But I've, I think there's hell. I'm right there with you. You know, I'm still out there trying. I'm still, and I I do not like playing covers. I almost like refuse. It's like yeah. I, I don't want to be I, like I don't want I don't want you to think of me as somebody who plays covers. You know. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. But the other struggle's real, man, because it's like I don't know. You feel like well, you got a gig to make money, mm -hmm. and then it's like well, is this, I need, I need this to make the crowd is? happy. Right. Um, and it's always fun to play music though. So it's like you know. 
there's parts of it. It's just it's fun just get up there and just kind of jam on some of that stuff and have that's a good right. time. But um, that's that's the goal, man. Is I want to get to a place to where I can I can yeah. make money playing my music. You yeah. know, and if that's me with just one guitar or me with maybe a loop pedal or me with Kyle Sawhill or a band or whatever, man. Yeah, whatever I just it looks you know. Like. Yeah, just I'm figure down it out, for right? whatever. I just I just want to do it, you know, however that looks. Yeah. Um, and figure out how to how to get there. I think you're on the right track. I think it's going to be a good mix. Is uh, when I think about like the mobile scene, um, and uh, I had Red Greg Padilla, um, Red and the uh, Revelers. Um, that's a fun band to check out if you ever just get some downtime and want to hear some new music. But we were talking. He's like, I don't know many people who made it like in their scene without playing covers, going covers to half originals, hmm. and then finally branching out and doing all originals. And I was like, I can think of one guy, A. Partridge. Hmm. That is the only guy I can think of. Yeah. And when he does a cover, it's just going to be just unreal. Right. But he's got his own his own way about it, you know. Sure. This, yeah, I get overwhelmed with just trying to plan for those kind of things because like, man, I like I like all kinds of stuff. Like if I'm gonna play cover songs, it's like, well, but it's it's just a can of worms, man. You can get lost in that stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, all right, where well, you want to create music or do you want to like just do that? Like, yeah, you don't have time for both, unfortunately. You know, that's right. It's like you just gotta. And eventually, you're gonna get yourself pegged out, right? As for who the scene sure. says you are. <laughs> yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't get out as much as I should, man. It's not that I don't want to. I just, yeah. I work. I got a wife and kids at home. It's like, I, you know, I have intentions a lot of times. But hey, it's like I gotta get up and I gotta get little man in the bed on time. And I don't know, man. I want. I want to be a good dad too, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to find that balance. And it's. it's I don't know. It's tricky. But uh, we're uh, we're trying to put some things in place though to make yeah make steps towards achieving that goal of, yeah. of doing it on a full time level. Yeah, and I mean, uh, your YouTube page, and I mean, the work that uh, Mr. Barron here has done for yeah. me, I mean, it, it's, it's good. Uh, when you sent me that track over, I enjoyed listening to it, and uh, I think the that's on the right track, and I mean, being in Birmingham is incestuous, and I mean that in the very best way, as this music scene is. It's, it's a big old melting pot of, like, trading out, you know, different players for different sure. bands, yeah, and absolutely. somehow always having a different sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really understand I mean, they're I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Those cats blow my mind. Yeah. Like, the first time I went out, like to play, like in front of anybody, like at an open mic, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, they're great, dude. They're so good. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But it makes me really happy, though. You know what I mean? That that's the kind of like quality people we have playing in Birmingham, dude. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it's intimidating for sure, cause it's like, I mean. I've been to other places and I just there's been moments I've seen or moments I've experienced at places that some of these guys have played. It's just like it's almost magical, man. It's like you stepped into a different world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And like I, I've told Rebecca that, and I think she kind of understood what I was saying. But I mean that, like it's it's like going to church or something, dude. It's just like an experience altogether. Sure. And yeah, I wanna I wanna live in that. You know, that's that's what I want to do is figure out how to make that happen. On a like consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as like I say, I, I couldn't think of a better town. You know, Where? as as much talent is here, um, the hum the humility is high. You know, Where? I was gonna say humidity. That's high too. <laughs> yeah, but, that is high here. Oh, sure. uh, but uh, the humility of it is like you said. I mean, they're jam up. 
It's uh, and they're they're good dudes too. I mean, everybody's always been super nice to me, so I mean, I appreciate that for sure. And I, you know, like I said, I just I'm, I don't know. I gotta figure it out how to get out there too. Find yeah. find more of a balance. That's that's kind of what we're trying to get in place, so I can do that. Mm-hmm. So, man, just like more about like the backstory is, um, man, as you were growing up, MTV was playing music on the television. Um, you started taking lessons. Like, where did the, I know you said you took some time off and was playing in church. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but just during those times, uh, I mean, life was happening. Sure. Uh, you got married and uh, wanted to get back into music. So, I mean, just kind of walk me through all that. You know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I mean, I, I played at church consistently, but church was almost like uh, you play a lot of cover songs. We didn't do any original music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it was just, it was easy to kind of be on autopilot for the most part, creatively. And so I would get little tiny, like, uh, tiny little flashes of light here and there where I would, like, sit down with my guitar and, like, work on something, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, like, a consistent thing because it was, like, playing in church kind of satisfied the the need for me to play if that makes sense but I didn't realize that it, the creative part was also super important you know what I mean yeah. to who I am as a person as well and so as, in, a, in a weird way I feel like I suppressed some of that creative person in me just for other obligations and other reasons and just not like making it a priority to make it important and do it mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, I don't know, a few years ago, man, I just, a lot of stuff had just come back up in my life, man, the, like emotional stuff I'd buried for a long time, and I just, I was just in a bad place, like, all together, and I started writing again, like, in a notebook, just for, like, therapy, you know, yeah. like, poetry, or, like, just, just brainstorming ideas, just random <coughs> thoughts, like, whatever, um, and then just, just kind of started making songs out of that stuff, and... I had forgotten how much I really enjoyed doing that, you mm-hmm. know, and it all kind of has evolved from there. And I've just been trying to figure out how to how to do it and work and, you know, be a, a dad family. and be a husband and like do it all, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Uh, and man, with the uh, how much besides like Rebecca Eglin's Echo, uh, what else uh, have you done? Just out of here, besides maybe some some of your own. Yeah, just really my own stuff. I've done a little stuff for friends here and there through the years, like either studio stuff or like live recordings out out places. But mostly my own stuff here. Um, I'd like to do more with local artists, but um, this opportunity was was a lot of fun working with Luke, and I think he's a really good songwriter, and it was just kind of a really good match for us to kind of work together. Um, pair our skills together and hopefully come up with a, a really good end product that people like. Yeah, it's like exceeded my expectations like 100%. Like, I'm yep. blown away. Like, he sends me new stuff. And I'm like, damn, man, that's really cool. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was just, sometimes it's just like the smallest little details make the biggest difference, you know? Yeah. And it's been fun. I mean, I, I haven't, I don't know that much about recording, but like, just what little bit we've gotten to talk about, it's just like, it fascinates me altogether, you know? Man, I've been doing um, this this thing for like two and a half years, and it's like, you know, I learn something new like every time I go out and do it again. Cause I've never had that happen. I don't know what, I, well, I have to figure it out, you know. Yeah. 
And then just on top of like, I mean, I'm, man, you could probably just talk gear. And I mean, we could probably have a go back and forth for a couple of hours, you know, and just, yeah. and ain't no telling what, what I would learn from that. You know, it's just, it's always, I, and I never want to stop learning. Sure. Uh, the same goes with uh, playing music or right. doing the podcast or whatever. Yeah. I, I love music. I want to do it on all levels, man. I mean, if I had, if I had the time, I'd just go full force and doing all kinds of different things but right now it's just a matter of just getting all these songs out that I have I've worked on for a while I had to go get a new one I just I just did the other day here it's pretty cool called Catch the Light and it's about just you know just struggling man just having like some self self depression and, and kind of self doubt and that kind of stuff you know that's been that's been a big thing for me the last few years is just trying to figure out what that is and mm-hmm. like how to manage it and how to keep it in check and, uh, how to be healthy try to be healthy take care of myself so I'm in a good state of mind mm-hmm. um, let's talk songwriting uh, I mean so you've you've had some skin in the game for a while uh, you just talked a little bit about the process for that song what about the song uh, you opened with uh, Rusty Cage yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the idea in church which is kind of weird but it's really you know that that whole I feel I feel like society and, and like people sometimes want to put other people in a box and you can't do that because we're all different. We have a lot of similarities, but I don't know. And I've, I've, I guess I've felt that way before. Like I was, people are trying to kind of confine me, so to speak, mm-hmm. or try to keep me in line or keep me more like them or put pressure on me to be more like them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, sure. And that's kind of more what it's about. It's just about being unapologetic about being you and being kind of sick of the cage or the the box and being like I'm gonna blow the roof off this place man I'm 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 ready <laughs> to be myself and like if you like it good if you don't then that's fine too hey man <laughs> I respect you but like it's not I'm, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it you yeah. know um, so and I think I wish open up with. yeah I wish uh, I sound full of shit sometimes too so I gotta be careful right <laughs> you know but I think uh, I wish I would've had that attitude when I was younger you know what I mean like I think I care too much what people think and I just gotta do what I enjoy doing and be unapologetic about who it who cares yeah that's you know kind of what the song's about basically like, yeah. just be yourself because I think that's what we need man uh, individually like people are amazing really you know and we try to we try to separate and compartmentalize people by whatever they believe or their their sexuality or whatever religious views or whatever but we're all human beings like regardless of all that other stuff that like keeps us separated man and you know like we're bigger than all that crap like yeah. it doesn't matter for real you know um that's yeah yeah I like that man it's uh I, I think we're at a good spot right here okay is cool. just with poor stuff this is a great topic is uh yeah I, I uh it it perplexed me a little bit. I don't I don't watch the show. I don't watch TV at all. Uh, but when uh, Star Wars, uh, The Mandalorian, when they canceled or fired uh, Gina Serrano uh, over some posts, and then I looked at the posts and I was like, well, I don't really have an issue with that. And plus, that's her platform. She should be able to say what she wants to say. And like when whatever side of the fence that you're on, I'm not gonna argue with you if you if if you're on the side that believes she should have been and you're glad it did 
but the reality is when you make rules like that, canceled or getting fired or however you want to put it, is when you're going after a certain type of person, eventually it's going to come all the way around and it's going to get you too when you make rules like that. Uh, I'm very like pro-free speech and I will fight for your right to say whatever it is you want to say even if I don't agree right. because we have that for a reason. Sure. And we need it. We do. Need it's it. also how, uh, and this is something that we forgot to do, I mean just the whole polarization of a country over, uh, and I don't want to go political, but it, it literally happened is like if you were Republican, well, you had a whole blue side of the country that just hated you for the way that you view. Mm. So this is not right. We, yeah. we don't need to do this. Yeah. We always need bipartisanship. We always need to be able to sit down at the table and discuss these things. But it seems like with every passing day that we just, we don't seem to be able to. Yeah. And um, I think like if you begin to take more free speech away, it's going to be harder to be unapologetically yourself because you'll have to you always have to halfway censor yourself, right? Well, yeah, dude. I mean, you feel that pressure, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I've said some stupid shit before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm an idiot sometimes. I don't, you know, I don't say nice things all the time, Like, but I'm a human being, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm, yeah, I make mistakes, man, and, like, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Everybody can be ignorant sometimes of certain things, but, like, we evolve as human beings, and we, we get smarter, and we hopefully grow and like become wiser and then we can like help the Uh younger generation our kids like think differently and act differently Uh and be different be better you know what I mean and I think that's that's what we need to focus on more than a lot of the other stuff you know what I'm saying like true not that it's not important it's just it's exhausting man I feel like they just we just fight all the time yeah for nothing yeah it's it's over nothing every time that's that's what Better Days is about. I wrote that during the pandemic, and, like, I sh- man, I don't know. I felt like I was going crazy at certain times, man, during all that stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, was, I was watching a lot of media, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it's like I was, it was breaking my freaking heart, like, every day to, like, watch some of the stuff that was happening. It was oh, yeah. like, what is happening? You know what I mean? Like, it, like, broke me in a way. You know what I'm saying? And, like, make, made me a lot more aware of, like, my own shit and, like, how, like, whether intended or not, maybe I, I come across the wrong way, or maybe maybe I come off as being like a jerk or like arrogant or whatever. You know what I mean? But like hopeful too, because during that time, like I got to meet a lot of people that were just great human beings, man. And mm-hmm. it like it's like none of that stuff mattered, you know? Yeah. Like none of it. Like and they were still themselves, and I was still me. And we were we still had a connection. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And there's all this noise going on, and it's like, it ain't. It don't have to be like that, man. It doesn't have to be that way all the time. That's right. You know, like, you we know, can just, do better than this. Just over how whole. crazy 2020 was is, uh, I mean, it almost changed the whole face of how I was going to do the podcast because uh, I started taking like journalism more seriously, and so I would if there was a protest happening. Uh, in a city that was a just an hour or hour and a half, I would go, mm-hmm. and then, you know I took some videos with my phone, and uh, I mean it, it's pretty boring to watch. I, I just wanted to uh, show what happened, and then that way, if I saw somebody uh, talking about it and it was not correct, I was like, look, I was actually here. Here's some footage of what happened, and I spoke with the people and I talked to them about what they believe, and 
this this is here's the truth. And I don't know what you saw on TV, you know, but here's what happened. And um, I, I started thinking about like, okay, we're gonna start doing this. And I was like, we'll take the podcast to the streets. I'll start running it off my phone, and I'll just run a shotgun mic out, and we'll just we'll take it live. It'll be, you know, in real life, IRL. Like this, and that's the way a lot of podcasts go. And I decided not not to do that. It was just a, something I did personally for myself because, man, I had to cut the TV off. It's like, oh my God, what the, what is happening today? It's yeah. like, can we? Is there no chill? Sure, yeah, exactly. especially when you're like isolated, away from other people. I think it amplifies everything else. So. Yeah, no doubt. I live in my head pretty much all the time anyway, yeah. so it's like that's not healthy yeah. to have all that stuff. You're like kind of ingesting in your brain. Did a uh, did the COVID and everything, did that affect your work? Yeah. It did? Yeah. Um, big time. I service like the restaurant industry or whatever, and I mean, it's, you know, a lot of shutdowns. And, yeah. Um, yeah, changing a lot of stuff, trying to figure out, like, from, you know, company standpoint, how to, what they needed to do to, like, put us in a better position and, like, you know, make everything kind of float, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know? um, that was kind of stressful as well. You uh, know, yeah. and, you know, having to work from home more and, um not typically having to do that as, as frequently as it's it was just yeah it was a lot of a lot of little factors there man all for about i guess over a year you know just stress <laughs> a lot of stress yeah man i worked for uh it, work didn't really change for me but something that like constantly made me aware of just how hard these times were were just having to go out to those local businesses and pull that meter because they had to go out of business mm-hmm. and i was Jeez. like this sucks yeah you know, well, yeah. Imagine doing that, not really making any money <laughs> while you're doing it. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like feeling like, well, yeah, it's better nothing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is it. Just sucks all the way around, man. It's like, and you know, yeah. So many people I know, and so many people that I like, I love and respect that do that for a living that I deal with on a a daily basis. That it's just like you just tell, man. They've been they've they've had it hard, man. It's been rough. And it's like it breaks your heart a little bit, like. But it's inspiring as well, cause I mean they like, they're go getters, man. They yeah. figured it out, like they're hustling, like, oh we can't do this, well we'll do this instead, you know. Yeah. Like, that kind of blew me away, man. They're just resilient, and not afraid to be creative to figure out what they need to do to survive, you know. And that was like the highlight of like um, some of the businesses. I think about Druid City Brewing in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Oz Music even. I love both of those stores and they're in the same little parking lot. And um, man, thank God for the patrons uh, that really were there and the support and to keep buying and you know, however Bo decided to run the brewery or however they were going to do business, well his patrons, you know, did exactly what he asked. And it's like, we're going to keep this going. Yeah, and that's amazing, man. Uh, and that kind of support, that's huge. Yeah. And I mean, some of the restaurants they had to get awfully creative and like you said they they were resilient and they were go-getters and they was like oh, what do we got to do to survive you know mm-hmm. yeah. and even with the ones that went out you know i'm already seeing on social media it's like just because we lost that we're we're, we're about to start something brand new brand new venture we're just gonna we're gonna put a brand new face on it and i was like that's what's up you know that's the american dream you know yeah. that's what it's about figure it out yeah no doubt yeah um I think about Heroes Donuts, man. Those guys are getting after it pretty hard. Uh, they've done well with just being creative and, like, figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. But um, I was telling Will Drake the other day, man, I was just like, 
you're a badass, dude. Like, you're a hustler. Like, I'm super impressed because mm-hmm. it's like they just, they didn't stop, you know. I respect that a lot of that. I think that's amazing. I think we need need more of that, you know. Yeah. Um, and just back to the music scene just for a minute, it's like the resilience of our musicians and uh, those live venues that still found ways and opened up their doors and let them come in and play. Sure. Um, and it's special, man. And I can't wait to, to talk to you again you know, maybe a year or two down the road, maybe not even that long to check in with you and to see, all right, Luke, where you at? You know, what what are y'all doing in the studio? You know, how far has this come along for you? Sure. And, uh, because I I mean, I think it's a good thing and I'd love to hear some, I didn't know, like when they told me about Echoes, I listened to it, I was like, that's badass. Oh yeah. Now now I met the guy, you know. (laughs) That's why I wanted to work with him. Seriously, I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. I might send you some of my stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm open, man. So we need to talk. But, uh, you know, with like Little Italy's, and I want to spend, you know, time there just about the local scene again. And, uh, man, if you're listening and you're in the Birmingham scene and you're not really taking part, man, you're missing out. You know, even if you think you want to play, you know, just, I mean, you've already shared that just they're going to welcome you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No. So. And, and we need that, man. And I think now more than ever is like it's a great time to be expressive. Uh, I mean, because like you said, uh, you may have spent all last year basically living in your head, and uh, it's time to come out and get some sunshine. Right. Uh, I agree with you, brother. Make it right. Well, guys, uh, anywhere else you'd like to go? Anything else you'd like to cover? I'm down for whatever, man. Well, I'd love for you to uh, close with sure. song. Yeah, I can do that. <clears throat> Hey, this is Luke Wood. If you guys want to check out my music, you can visit all my social media links via Luke Wood Music, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, and so on. Um, My next release is going to be a song called Preacher Man, and uh, it's coming out on April 20th. I hope you like it. This song's called uh, Catch the Light. Try my best to pay attention But I keep losing track Every time I try to keep up I just fall flat on my back It's hard to find a reason When I can't see the light I do my best to keep on moving Although there's no wind in sight Feels like I'm running out of time 
Just trying to make it out alive Feels like I'm running out of time Trying to kiss the light I do my best to keep on smiling The clock keeps on ticking While I wither on the vine They say I gotta keep believing My doubts are so I do my best to keep on swinging And keep my feet on solid ground Feels like I'm running out of time Just trying to make it out of Feels like I'm running out of time Trying to kiss the light To hear me kiss the MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.